Hey, Stu. Glenn, happy new year. Happy new year to you too, Stu. Really? Thank you. Wow. Thank Did you. that sound? Because I've been practicing that to sound sincere. No, it didn't. No. No, it didn't work. All you right. need to practice okay, harder. Okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, new year, new show. You're going to love every second. We have a few things that have been building up inside of us for the last uh, two weeks. So this might be one you don't want to miss. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. Well, welcome, Stu. How are you? Glenn, very well. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. I think you're amazingly uh, uh, accurate here when you point out that we are in that situation where we are hitting the the, the ground running here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we jump in. You come back from holiday break, and you're less than two weeks away from Iowa. You We launch into basically full-out election mode immediately. Yo, yo, and, yo. And we're Thank you. We got lots of technical. Uh, <laughs> it's a new year. It is a new it's year. A new year. New year. New buttons. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you go right into this, right? Like I think so many people were. You spend the the previous year kind of like figuring out what the field looks like. What's the what's this race? What is this? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be one of the strangest races anyone's ever looked at before. Right. You have one. We have one side saying all they care about is democracy as they're trying to get the other guy removed from the ballot. I, I have to tell you. I mean, I have to tell you. I, I, I cannot believe that this is their strategy. First of all, I don't know if you heard about Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. He's broke now. Hmm. They've they've wiped his savings out. He is absolutely broke. It, they, there was a ruling against him for nine figures, yeah. right? Uh, and so he is. He's broke. Uh, and that is, that's the lesson. The lesson is we'll bankrupt you. We'll destroy you. We'll smear you. You will not survive. And the process really is also the punishment. It doesn't matter if they win or not. It really doesn't. They'll just keep going with Donald Trump. The way these states, I mean, I could not believe that they're invoking the 14th amendment and saying, well, you know, part of an insurrection. He's not even been charged right. with an insurrection. <laughs> not even been charged. So they're taking him off because of an insurrection, something he was never even charged with. In any, they have 91 charges against yes, him. None, none of, of them, them are insurrection. None of them are. And so now you have two states taking him off the ballot. And there's 30 lining up. Yeah, plenty of them are going to try to do it. Let me tell you something. This should tell you everything you need to know about the Democrats. It should tell you how radical they actually are. They're saying that they want to preserve democracy, but this isn't true. Let me tell you what I think is going to happen. If this goes through uh, and Donald, it's going to make Donald Trump more and more popular I have no idea how they're going to arrange these things. It's going to throw everything into chaos. Um, Joe Biden's numbers are going to continue to go down. And the Democrats have something that the Republicans don't, thank God. And that is the superdelegate. The superdelegate is something that the, uh, the uh, Democrats came up with after they saw Ronald Reagan elected. Here's this guy who was out of step with the party, was not playing ball with the party. But 
his grassroots effect just took off and they couldn't control him. And the Democrats saw that and they said, we, we can't have that happen to our party. We can never have that. Well, for many, many years, there's never been anybody. You know, it's like Al Gore or Bill Clinton. Oh, geez, which one? Which one? It's not that big of a choice. They didn't have a Bernie Sanders that could stand up and actually do grassroots. Well, Bernie Sanders did. Bernie Sanders was not in their camp. That's why you saw all of the horse trading and everything else that was going on uh, during the 2016 election. They took him out. Now, that was still not the full superdelegate thing. You're going to see it this year. I really believe the Democrats are going to do their superdelegate, which can vote differently than the public. So it's a, it's a, a hand-selected group of people that the party elites select, and if they feel for the party or for democracy's sake, the people have been duped. They can override their vote. And I think you're going to see the poll numbers going down so horribly that you're going to have to have somebody else besides Biden. And you can't have his vice president. And there's no way you can start a campaign now. It's too late. It's too late. You can't even get people on the ballot. Although they're strangely trying to get somebody else off the ballot, but... You can't even get anybody on the ballot at this point. Superdelegates stand in and they say, you know what? For the good of the country, we need somebody that can unite us all. And that would be Michelle Obama. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're, wow. You're starting I, I mean, off the year with this. Because I, I, I just, it just makes sense to me. It may not happen, but it just makes sense to me. It, okay? It's amazing because it shows the state of where Biden is, right? right. I mean, th there's a new poll out today showing that, you know, Trump is winning him. And even with like Hispanic voters and young voters and black voters, black voters, he's making massive inroads in these groups that are, are supposed to be just Democratic votes groups. We've, we've talked about this forever. They just take them completely for granted, right? They show up every single time. They vote 80, 70, 80, 90 percent for Democrats, and they never really think about them again. Uh, that is not at least in the polls is changing. In a big way. And at some point you wonder, are they just gonna, are they really going to go down with the ship with Joe Biden? Are they what, really are they, they are that honestly, dedicated to this man? What is your choice at this point? And then you get to where you are with, right. with Michelle Obama or so someone similar. You, you you don't have it. Do am I wrong? Do they have another choice at this point? I, I think Gavin Newsom wants it to be Gavin Newsom. Yeah, but how but I don't do think you that's... get him onto the ballots everywhere? How do you? How does that happen? It would have to be something within the party. And and by Correct. the way, that's that's an important thing to understand with the Trump part of this as well. If these states tell the Republicans they're not going to put him on the ballot, they can. The Republican Party can still make this happen for Donald Trump as the nominee. The question is in the general election where it becomes a problem because they can change their own rules and tell people Correct. like, the, you know, they can do all sorts of stuff to make sure J Donald Trump gets this election. If what people believe is that he's way ahead and they're just taking them off, trying to get him off the ballots. It's a different process when it comes to the Republican Party. But when it comes to the actual final ballot, that's a big, big, big deal. This is this is Soviet Union stuff.
I mean, the next step, honestly, the next step is to put your opponent in jail. But they would never try that, Glenn. Right. Right. And then here they are right? trying that. Here they are. It's fascinating. I mean, and, and it's all under the context of an argument for democracy. Correct. It's all in this context that the media completely accepts with no sense of irony at all about it. That this is all about to pres- uh, an effort to preserve democracy. Didn't Look, you- if you trust democracy, then just beat Donald Trump. Just beat him. Convince the American people he's the worst option. They can't. Your 90-year-old guy who can't get through a sentence is going to be much better. Just convince them of yeah, that. They can't. But they obviously believe that they can't. I mean, even if they could, they don't believe that they can. Because if you believe actually in democracy, which I don't think that they do, at least the elements of democracy that exist in our constitutional republic, if they actually believed in those things, they would just come out and win. Yes. You know, I mean, look, I went through a weekend this weekend, Glenn, where um, the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Detroit Lions, basically blowing up what started as a promising season for the (laughs) the Eagles. And watching that... The end of that Cowboys game was horrible for Eagles fans because it really looked, and Detroit Lions fans, it looked like the Lions should have won. There was a controversial call, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And people, my Eagles friends are like, hey, can you believe that call? Beat the Arizona Cardinals and you don't have to worry about it, right? Go out and win the games on your schedule and you don't have to worry about the calls in the other games. This is what the freaking de- Democratic Party should be able but to see, understand. They, Come out and they, win. They, beat the guy you say is Hitler, and you don't have to worry about throwing him in prison. Just beat him. They're just moving too fast. Mm. Look at You have a situation now. Did you see the poll numbers with youth on Osama bin Laden now? <laughs> yes. It is crazy. <laughs> it's, it is, is it? crazy. It is 26 percent. Oh, my God. Uh, believe that he was not not only had good ideas, but what he did was right. OK, it's it's astonishing what's happening now. Why is that happening? Mm. Because of lack of education. We lived through it and we did not show it all the time. We know we don't even teach it anymore. So all we're teaching is anti-American stuff. They don't know who Osama bin Laden really is. And what do you get? You get this. Their agenda in schools is working. We've already lost one generation. We may lose two. Okay. If that happens and and we don't turn it around, America as we know it is gone for a while on earth. It will be found again. God will not be thwarted. may not happen in this country, but God will not be thwarted. These freedoms belong to him. You sit here and you look at what they're doing. They know they can't get all of the things that they need passed, passed. So the, at the end of progressivism is either a peaceful transition or revolution. They're now choosing, I think, revolution if possible, if, if needed. They will not give this up. But they, they think they had all of the tools. The thing that they didn't count on was the American people. 
They didn't count on the middle of the country actually believing in something that they don't even understand. They didn't count on a Donald Trump or a Ron DeSantis or a Vivek Ramaswamy. They didn't expect the Tea Party. And for the people who invented the Internet, they had absolutely no idea the monster that they unleashed when they put people and said, you can't talk on these media outlets when the Internet was ready. So now what are they going to do? They have to affect the election, and they're also trying to take Donald Trump off of the ballot everywhere because they want turmoil in the streets. They have to have it. They have to have it. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Yeah. Hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Happy New Year. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I'm just great. You know what's going to be really great is when we can just all stay in our homes and not go anywhere, you know, because we won't have to, Mm. you know, because it's so dangerous out there. So dangerous outside. Have you noticed that? Everybody in my house over the holidays was sick. Where do you think they got that? Outside. 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 Yeah. Other people. Exactly we right. Just eliminate the whole other people thing from our right. lives. Everything right. will be so much better. And, you know, in Davos, there's probably somebody saying that mm. uh, in just the next couple of weeks. If we just get rid of all the people, uh, we wouldn't have all problems with people. Uh, anyway, um, there's a couple of things the uh, the governors around our country are, are doing to make your life just that much better. Uh, let's start in California because Gavin Newsom isn't done yet. Uh, he just signed a bill into law and uh, it goes into uh, effect in April. Uh, it is uh, fast food chains, national fast food chains that operate in California have to pay their employees a minimum of $20 per hour. Now, that the minimum wage in California is $16, but they're moving it up to $20 an hour. Glenn, do you, I thought about this reading some of these stories about the minimum wage increases, because they're all over the country yeah. in 2024. Sure. Don't you remember when we had the conversation about a $15 minimum wage? Yes. And it we was said. treated as a Bernie Sanders fever dream, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it was like, okay, Bernie Sanders, Democrats mm-hmm. were saying, okay, Bernie Sanders is saying that, but we're, no one's really considering $15 an hour. Then mm-hmm. like Seattle did it mm-hmm. and like Portland did it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, gosh, that was crazy. Can you believe that? And then, and her- and then they watched those restaurants yeah, leave. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now... 20, yeah. No, $20 is... is $20. We said, we said at the time, why not make it 20 25 30 Hell, why what? not make it $100 an hour? What is your limiting principle here? Correct. Correct. Uh, and we said that they're not going to... You're going to get the increase passed to you as a best case scenario. And all of those people, and I know this is a small business person... When my dad couldn't afford to uh, have help because egg prices, he was a baker, egg prices went up or whatever happened, he had to let go the staff that was doing all of the work on cleaning and everything else, and he hired me for a quarter. <laughs> okay? That's what they do. They, can't, they, they just can't print money like the United States of America. Uh, of course, they said uh, that it would protect the fast food workers. 
Uh, unfortunately, there's been a little announcement from major uh, a major corporation, uh, Pizza Hut. Uh, they've decided that they're going to lay off all of their delivery drivers. And they say, well, I mean, why should we pay for that? Because you can just go through DoorDash or Grubhub or Uber Eats, which leads you to two things. Okay, great. But now I pay for that delivery where I didn't pay for it before. So you're getting it in the end. You now have to pay for delivery instead of Pizza Hut bringing it to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it opens up the door for, well, now, wait a minute. All of these drivers have been left off. Maybe we should regulate DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber oh, yeah. Eats. It's, an, it's a fascinating plan, yep. right? Yep. And, you know, the, from a consumer perspective, who do you blame when you're annoyed with the delivery fees? You blame Grubhub or DoorDash, not Pizza Hut. Correct. So, And why would you blame Pizza Hut? You should blame Gavin Newsom. Right. You should. Though, it's interesting, and this is a, a hack to our system that Democrats have not actually exploited as much as you'd think over the years and they are learning that they should exploit it and that the minimum wage is one of the most popular policy proposals in our discourse i mean usually i mean there's a poll from uh, last year in may 74 percent of voters support raising uh the federal minimum wage and as much to 20 dollars an hour again people generally look at the minimum wage as we should be nice to poor people that's how that, that's how people translate that. Right now, you can bring up all the economic arguments in the world, and they don't. You mean care. the actual math? The actual math. What yeah. actually happens to people? How it hurts the exact same people you're trying to help? All that is true, but when you ask people about it, they don't process it that way. So, what happens when you raise the minimum wage? I mean, it's a think about this brilliance from the democratic perspective. You raise it to twenty dollars an hour. Well, what happens? First of all, you get uh, a bunch of people who are maybe making. 14 15 16 dollars an hour to get more money and supposedly that that uh, is uh, it works with what you believe I, I don't know if the democrat party really uh cares cares but set that aside for a second what you do is you force a bunch of people who are on the verge of needing you into definitely needing you as a government right mm-hmm. you're translating these people you're taking them from people who are making it on 15 bucks an hour maybe not with with lavish vacations and wonderful new cars but getting by and you turn them into people who can't get by without your help then you get to regulate doordash grubhub uber all of these other things where pe- places where people go to work you get to regulate them because now they're just part of the economy and you can increase the benefits that go from the government to these people because look there's all these new people that are unemployed because they're these evil corporations and you do that by implementing a policy that is overwhelmingly popular not only with democrats but also republicans that is uh it's something that people really need to wake up to because they're going to start doing this to ridiculous extents across the country yeah they're not going to so let's move on uh california also initiating a new law today now imagine you're you have a you know toy store or a toy center in your house or in your your business okay you're you're in the business at all of selling toys okay. i mean could be marginal mm-hmm. but that's part of your product line uh today it begins they will fine any retailers if they don't sell gender neutral children toys in their store they have to be clearly marked and sectioned 
And stores that refuse to comply will face a $250 penalty for the first violation and $500 penalty for every uh, subsequent uh, offense. Oh, and the law also pertains to, quote, any product designed or intended by the manufacturer to facilitate sleep, relaxation, or the feeding of children, or to help children with sucking or teething. So it has to, because it's not clothing, right? They don't have to have a special no, clothing or toys, but toys. then the so wait, sleep, like, so relaxation, you- feeding of children, and help children with sucking or teething, that is disturbing. That's a disturbing line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disturbingly specific. Mm-hmm. I like how they put a lot of thought into that. But like, what does that mean? So like you have a section currently, right, where you have a bunch of toys that are together mm-hmm. from boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Then you have to have a not- separate section section right like so you're not like you're you're giving options to kids who are supposedly transgendered or non-binary or whatever the hell they're promoting this week but you, you it's no, they because, can't even be in the same section with because, other kids because it's not the point the mm-hmm. children not the point it is to make a statement this store will comply there were many many stores back in the 1930s over in a well, foreign land okay. that uh, a lot of people were not with the Nazi party. They weren't with it, mm-hmm. but they put the Nazi flag up in their store window because they didn't want trouble. Right. Okay. That's all this is. We have a special, what, non-binary, what the hell is this calling for uh, gender neutral children toys? Imagine seeing that. What do you think? You immediately know this store caved. That's that's all this is. This is muscle. Wow, I, I, it's, it seems so. Uh, what? Uh, again, this isn't about the customers. You have to remind yourself it's not about the customers because what customers would be like, where? What am I do? Where am I going? Like when you go into a store, let's say you have a daughter who really likes sports, right? Maybe isn't consistent with uh, the typical gender sure. stereotype, sure. right? You just go buy the things they like, uh-huh. right? That's as a parent, you say, okay, well, they, they, they like uh, basketball. So I'm going to buy her a basketball. You don't necessarily need to go to a girl's section, girl's sports section to find the basketball. I, they have different sizes for girls, but using this as an example, they're going to be right next to the other basketballs. And you're going to say, this is, Girls basketball, you're going to go buy that. Now these people are going to go to these sections and then in theory go to another separate section mm-hmm. where there is a... Well, well-marked section. A well-marked section. Yeah, have to be clearly marked and sectioned. And how long until they say this is essentially segregation? You're taking these poor non-binary kids and making them have their own section? They're going to just... None of this well, stuff well, makes any minute. sense. What was segregation really all about? What was segregation really, truly all about? I mean, it was about a lot of things, um, but it was about certainly uh, racism, skin color, uh, power, right? A, a sign of power. I, I would say mainly power. I mean, mm-hmm. racism, obviously, but right. that is a function of I want to be powerful over somebody else. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was segregation? It was teaching people. Mm-hmm. You are not good enough to walk through this door. Mm -hmm. These people are. Okay? Mm -hmm. So whenever you saw whites only, 
You were reinforcing. You were teaching the public without ever saying blacks are inferior. I'm only saying whites only. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm saying. This wasn't a good argument, but this is what no, that, this was, this they is, were trying this to. Was the, the, it was only mm-hmm. about power and reinforcing the doctrine of the people in power. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And that's all this is. Little section toy store. If these are non-gender, uh, you know, or gender neutral toys, why? I, I go. I go to Walmart. I no, go down. No I see preventing the, you from buying a toy for the other gender, right? right? Like you, you make the decision when it comes this, to toys. You're making this is not life changing surgery. You, when it comes to toys, you're making the decision you want to make for your kids. Wow, can you stop bringing up gender surgery? Okay, I mean, gender is fluid, but the discussion is not. Wait, what? Hmm? What? Gender is fluid, but the discussion is not. So we're not allowed to have this. We're dis- not allowed. I thought we to needed have a di- national conversation. No, no gender we don't? Okay. is the only thing that is fluid. <laughs> conversation about it is not. All right, back in just a second. You're listening to the best of Glenn Beck. Need a little more? Check out the full show podcast. So I uh, talked to Tony Robbins over the over the holiday. Um. He's an amazing guy, amazing guy. And the reason why I said I couldn't start the new year without thanking you for giving me my son back. Uh, If you are a longtime listener of this program, you know that, uh, you know, all of our kids are struggling. And we have had real uh, gut-wrenching and terrifying moments in my son's uh, growth. And uh, it's nothing, unfortunately, out of the usual. And he went to college. He was, you know, uh, I thought he was on a great path. And all of a sudden, he was suicidal and it was horrible and didn't know what to do. And uh, I called Tony Robbins. And I said, Tony, I don't know what to do. He said, send him to me. And he didn't mean send him to my house personally. He said, just, I'm, I'm going to tell you which events your son should go to. He, he, and he talked to me about depression. And he said, um, we have the highest uh, rebound from uh, depression. It's like 93%. Even drugs and counseling, it's like 47% uh, that hold it. And he said, it's unlike anything. He said, all we're doing is just teaching the correct principles, showing them that they, their life does have meaning, that they're in control of their own life. They don't have to wait around for somebody else's permission. And they don't have to wait around because they can't do it. Yes, you can. And uh, I said, okay. So I went for a weekend with my son. Then my wife went for a week at uh, another Tony Robbins event with our son. He is a different man. He, I, I sent a broken boy. I got a man back. Uh, it, it is amazing. I, I said to him, Tony, I, I, no way I'm spending money, another dime on college that is doing everything to dismantle my children, where you actually, I did my best, but I couldn't somehow or another break through on this young man. And you did. Uh, I'm going to send him to Tony Robbins University. 
Um, and if I, it's expensive, um, but it is game changing. It is game changing. If, if your child wants to change, that's the biggest thing. If you don't want to change, you're not going to change. But if my son was just tired of being like that, he's just like, dad, I, I, I don't know what to do. I can't break the cycle. I, 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 I don't know. And we tried and tried and tried. And he got to a point to where he didn't want to be that way. And uh, he is totally, totally different. It's crazy. And, and like holding it. I mean, I know it's only been about, what, four weeks, but still holding it this long, like getting up in the morning was a problem for him. I, I went, I think it was day after Christmas. I said, hey, son, I need, and I know he was up till three o'clock in the morning with his sisters watching movies. And it was like eight o'clock in the morning and I needed some help. And I said, hey, son, wake up. Can you help me with something? He popped, popped out of bed, sat on the edge of his bed and said, sure, dad, what do you need? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? It's incredible. How much of this is you to have, to make a real change? You have to be able to come to that decision yourself, right? Like, oh, 100%. I mean, you know, you can, he had come to that decision that he didn't want to continue the life he was doing. He, he saw there is only dead ends in front of me. You know, remember we went, we have, we've gone through some dark places with him and we had mm -hmm. uh, one uh, psychiatrist say, and I think it was the right thing, but don't, don't do this without consulting somebody. Um, but uh, we brought him and he said, uh, you need to tell your son, you're not afraid of him killing himself. And I'm like, uh, what? You need to tell your son. You're not afraid. You'll be sad. It'll be horrible, but you'll get over it. And probably, I mean, what would happen if that happened? And he took me through it and I was like, well, we would probably go on tour and we devote our life to suicide prevention. And, and he's like, so actually, I mean, it's bad. You'll never get over that, but you'll do good. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you need to, you need to let your son know that. And I'm like, are you, uh, can I see your license? <laughs> I, I've, I've never wanted a holographic sticker on those licenses that you have on the walls, but this time I think, but he was right. He was right. And when he stopped, when he, when he learned he couldn't get reaction from us anymore, which was helping him somehow or another, just making things worse, but also giving him, Sugar things to blame or, you, know. you know i don't know um but once that went away about a year 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 and a half later he's like end of his rope and we're a very close family so we talk about everything um you do we do mm -hmm. and uh uh but he got to the he got to the end just you know in november i was like i can't i, I can't do it so i was out of options and I'm telling you, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know Tony Robbins. No, you know, I know of him probably like you do. He's a, he's a guy who is motivational speaker and very successful. And I think a billionaire and everything else, but I, you know, I've never studied him or anything else. He's a lot like my father. 
my father taught the same kind of philosophy so I can plug into Tony Robbins and go, oh, I know what you're saying. Where some people might have a problem with it because they think he's, you know, saying one thing and, you know, he's not a guru. He's teaching you how things work, the mind mechanically and the body, how they work. And they never change. The mind is the mind. And it works the same with everybody. The mind is an engine. You can put whatever body of car you want on it, but it's still an engine. Okay. Um, and, and that's what he teaches. And if you go into it thinking, this is all about me. This is, this is I've got to find out what the things are that are stopping me. When I, when I heard my son next to me, he, Tony asked everybody to shout out, you know, your biggest fear. And uh, the thing that really bothers you. And I'm shouting something out. And my son, I hear my son because he says, keep shouting it, keep shouting it, keep shouting it. And, you know, I don't think you're supposed to be listening, but it's my son. I wanted to hear. And uh, he said, I'll never be greater than my father. I was heartbroken, heartbroken. I mean, what a compliment, but heartbroken. Because that's absolutely not true. He is going to surpass me. He's going to surpass me. Um, and that's good, right? That's great. It's what you want as a dad. Yeah. My dad, when I hit, I think, 40, my dad came to me and he said, you, you have surpassed me as a man. He said, I worked my whole life. And he, and he started bad with his father. And he said, I've worked my whole life. You have now surpassed me. He was in his 70s. And I said, no, Dad, I don't. And he said, yes, I, yes, you have. Yes, you have. And uh, he said, now your job is to see if your son can do it even a year before you did. And I think my son's going to do that and then some. Hmm. But uh, I just, I know people are struggling for answers. And I know this is expensive. Um, but, uh, man, I, I don't know why you're sending your kids to college. I mean, I think of the, the, the fear of college right now, the uncertainty of college right now. What is it? Did you see Google? You know, all, hey, you got to learn to write code. Really? Do you? Google just let off 30,000 people this week. 30,000 wow. people. You know why? AI. I have no idea what to take, what the future is going to look like. I only know that the thing that we came here with, and I mean at birth and all the people, I don't care what color they are. I don't care how they came here or when they came here. But if they came here for a better life and they wanted to be left alone to pursue their dreams because some bully was standing in the way back where they lived, they know. I need some conditions that are helpful, but the biggest thing I need is me. I need me to be solid. I need to know who I am first. I need to know what my skills are, what I'm not good at, and I need to conquer those things. You know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, um, Tony divides people up into four different categories. 
water, fire, wood. I can't remember. Um, and because uh, <laughs> my son was teaching it to me just recently. Um, but uh, he, he's, say, he's saying, look, you might be wood right now. You might be fire 20 years ago or 20 years from now. You might be that person, but you should be all four of these elements. Okay, you can be you can be more than the others, and that makes sense. But you have to be all of them. And he's right. And if you can give your kid a foundation at 20, 25. I mean, I had a really solid foundation from my father. But I didn't re- it didn't activate in me until I was 35. Okay, I think I gave my son a pretty good upbringing. My wife, especially uh, gave a pretty good upbringing, but we couldn't activate it. And so you as a parent usually go, well, something will happen. They'll remember, you know, when they need it, they'll find it. Well, gosh, yeah, this is a positive way to, to take action. And it's, you can do it online. This is not a commercial for him. Nothing. I I tell you, I wrote to him a couple of days ago to say thank you. You have given me a man. You have not taken from him. You've activated him. You, you just put all of the correct principles in a way that made him understand and go, I want to be that. Tony Robbins, you should check it out. He can do, he does things online too. I mean, the seminars and stuff go online. It's not just about business. His best ones uh, empower you as an individual. And that is what we need, all of us. We need to realize who we are and how much power we actually have. We have to stop letting other things in our life control us. And I, I struggle with this. <laughs> I told Stu when he came in, I've read 90 stories today, Stu, and none of them good. And I haven't had a pit in my stomach in two weeks. And I was fine when I got up this morning, and I'm sitting here an hour before the show with a giant pit in my stomach thinking, good Lord. But I have to do it. So how do I do it? How do I, how do I not let the world control me? That's really the secret, I think. Na, na, na.